Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Justin. I am not Mark. You guys are wrong. I'm not Mark. No, you are not Mark today. <laughs> we have wonderful guest appearance of Greg. Hey, Greg Kelly. How are you, buddy? What's happening? Dude, it's great to have you back on the show. Always a fan of uh, when you join us. How's everything been? You, I don't know why you guys would include me, but I'm here. I have nothing else to do, you know? That's mostly it. It's really availability. I hear it's the number one ability. <laughs> well, the funny part is, in this particular instance, and we'll, talk, we'll explain more in a minute, but Greg finished second to, to me again, but he also finished second to himself. You finished second to yourself? I'm good at that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, that's a special skill, usually. Yeah. I've been I mean, usually I can at least finish myself first. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are doing the Mustache Brewing LIBME Pro-Am beers. So, awesome. you've heard us talk about it before. Um, LIBME does a Pro-Am every year, and we partner with local breweries, and this year it was our friends at Mustache Brewing. And the three winners were Mark, oh, who, by the way, is not here. He's a little under the weather. Um, hopefully he feels better and pulls through. Yep. If not, we have a good third. Yeah. Um, Mark, don't drown in your own fluids. Yeah, don't do that. So uh, this year I won, Mark won, and Greg won. But... <laughs> I win, because I get to drink the beer. Yes. But... One of the beers is Mark and I. One of the beers is Greg by himself, so he kind of like, you know, sort of won. And then the the top beer was all three of us. <laughs> Amazing. With a small with a small nod to Coney Island Brewing. <laughs> yes. yeah. I I really appreciated how that worked out when you explained that to me the yeah. first time. I was like, I think I need a flow chart, but other than that, I'm with you and it, I like it. It was really cool. Uh, you know, watching the final table and having them talk about it, there were there were two beers that were really close um, to the one that all three of us did, and. When you know they decided that we won, it couldn't have worked out better. Like I was so pumped, it was it was really no, really great. So the three beers are a um, a pale Doppelbach called Doppel the Pleasure Doppel the Bach, and that's the one that Mark and I brewed. And in the grand scheme of how things worked out, when we brewed them at Mustache, that was kind of the one that was very good, but it wasn't going to go to GABF, which by the way was the big prize: is your beer going to the Great American Ooh. Beer Festival, which we did go to, the beers at least. Yes. Uh, then facing me, there is a beer de garde. That was numero uno. That as uh, of the first three that were brewed, um, that one was chosen to go to GABF and okay. got rebrewed, and we have both versions here. Oh, very fun! And sitting in the middle, one the one that almost went to GABF. This one. Um, it, oh, yeah. Oh, is, you were going yeah, this way. Is you enjoy myself by our friend here, Greg Kelly. What yes. is what is it, Greg? It's an English porter. Fancy that you made Can an English porter. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It, it is a long story, but yes, yeah. it is an English porter. Essentially, right. you know, Greg's known for his British browns, and uh, he brewed a British brown with some new grains. He didn't have the exact right grains that he usually has, and it came out really dark. And he entered it as the as a English porter. And Mark and I actually judged this beer. Yeah. Not, I didn't know whose it was when I was judging it. No, we're going to start with um, uh, this one. This one. I'll crack it open. Yeah. And uh, so we, you know, Mark and I judged it, and the second we looked at each other, we knew we were in deep shit. Because it was phenomenal, <laughs> um, but I will say that I did have two beers in that final table too. So he had to mention that. <laughs> um, so right. the first one we're opening up is Doppel the Pleasure Doppel the Bach. This is a, a pale Doppel Bach that Mark and I made. And for those who are not familiar with the Doppel Bach, it is a um, generally a very dark, malty, um, strong beer. Uh, the pale versions can be more uh, can be a lot hoppier. 
Um, ours is probably not as hoppy as it should be for style. Um, this is also a crowler from July, so this is going to be a fun experience. Listen, I'm impressed with how much carbonation is hanging in there. So it still looks like it's in good shape. I got to say the color is a beautiful multi-amber color. Yeah. It's clear. You know, it seems clear. I'm not seeing really much anything. And it's got a nice, like, cream-colored head to it, too. Man, this held up really well. Really, really well. On the aroma, you get, like, the faintest hint of, like, a... Um, oh, a hop, good. and then um, you get the maltiness. I mean, the maltiness finishes on the aroma. Like on the, the malty finish on the aroma is, I mean, it's really, really nice. This is really creamy. I, I think cre- creamy is the word that popped in my head immediately, and it's really tasty. In terms of the mouthfeel, you getting that? The mouthfeel just it kind of has that. I, yeah, I guess it's the mouthfeel. I guess it's the foam that came through because there's plenty of foam still in there. But yeah, I'm getting like a little bit of a toffee character, a little bit yeah. of caramel notes. It's a uh, it's an excellent beer. The hop character is still uh, fairly present too, which I was shocked about. It's pretty impressive. I mean, wow. The, the my favorite part about it is like the, the kind of the nuttiness that moves into that toffee caramel, mm-hmm. and then this this version that we brewed at Mustache, as opposed to the homebrew version that Mark and I did, has a much more prominent and better um, hop character and bitterness that cleanses the palate a little bit a little bit better than ours did. And the feedback we got at all the competitions we put it in. That was the number one thing. Was that needed a little it, more cleansing? It needed it needed more bitterness to balance the malt. You know, this is very well balanced. Yeah, no, there's a nice there's a nice cleansing feel to it. It doesn't feel in that way that as creamy as I mentioned it feels. It doesn't feel cloying. It doesn't stay on the palate too long. It, it yeah, it has up well and makes me want to go back for more. It has yeah, it has a really solid body, and then the the finish is is I would say balanced to semi-sweet but it's close enough to balance that it, it doesn't it doesn't appear cloying but it has that nice hot bite that really um i think leaves it to where you could say it's balanced where it does have a nice sweet character but with that hot balance that comes through and lingers on your tongue a little bit it really settles nice and is really nice nicely balanced yeah, yeah I, i'm i'm pumped because i was really i was very worried i you know you get crowlers and yeah they're sealed like cans but for some reason, I've had bad luck with crowlers lasting very long. And anybody, even I imagine Mustache would say, you know, drink crowlers on the faster side. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they're definitely better than a growler. And they they're sealed right. should be sealed better than that. But they're definitely not a forever option. Matt I, and Laurie, your crowler machine, doing very well. Yeah, this is calibrated very well. I, I think that's what I, that's what I was going to go to. Like, the machine, like, I've seen how some of the folks at various places use them. And they're just kind of throwing things together. And you're going, eh, that really doesn't seem like it's all that solid. It's, I don't think it's going to leak too much, but definitely not airtight. Uh, I've actually been driving home and had a crowler top just clean pop off, <laughs> like the whole lid. It didn't even get sealed. By an unnamed brewery. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you know, they're they're definitely friends of ours, and it was it was very funny. And we were all drinking when it happened, yeah. so I'm certain it was just a complete oversight. They didn't even put it in the machine. I just thought it was really funny that it was like chilling in my cup holder, and like the top just popped off, and I'm just like, Oh, they, that's a that's a thing. They just missed that one. Uh, yeah, I now yeah, I now have an open beer container in my car. Well, Super. I had that uh, that bottle sitting in my in my cup holder. Oh, the, yeah, the machine here. gun funk from TVC yeah, that I can't exactly. wait to drink. Oh, that looks good. I just saw that posted. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he got it for me uh, while he was at work on on uh, yeah, Friday. I, a, I got out of work a little bit early on Friday, and I was like, I have time to go to a bar for a minute. This is great. I need <laughs> the farmhouse stays on. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is this is really 
spectacular. I'm enjoying us, and I feel like it's very appropriate for the chalices that we have. Yes, I, I, did, I brought I brought out the, the nice the nice uh, glassware for this. This is how it should be. Served. Yeah, this is uh, this comes in at seven point four percent ABV, Woo! so it's uh, it's got some heat to it. I mean, it's it's actually the second lowest one we're going to drink. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I, I feel weird rating it, so I, I don't. I think we should. I don't necessarily think that I should rate it, or you know. But you let, made me rate it last time. Okay, beer, all right, so that's get fine. Get over yourself. Yeah, all it. right, that's fine. I mean, this would be a growler for me. Solid growler. I mean, I'm a fat slob. I can handle seven four in a growler. Yeah, I think this is going to be a bomber for me. Um, just I think that's right where, like, this is one of those classic end of the long day beers. Like, I can go through the two of them. And be really happy, and I think at seven four, it'll put me at a nice relaxed pace Sleepy. for the end of the end of the night. Sleepy. I think in terms of how we judge it here, I think it's going to work against it because I think it's a great example of the style. But I'm going to give it a bomber as well, just because it's not exactly my favorite style. So yes, I could easily drink a bomber of this. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't go any larger than that because it's not exactly my favorite style, but it's a good interpretation of the style. Yeah, it's. It's a spectacular. It's. I might pour. I, I, hold on a second. Are you sure we have two other entries for the comp? Maybe I'll pour some of this into, into some bottles. And- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, what do we got? Here you go. Some um, didn't show up. <laughs> no, this is really good. And just that. Again, I'm going to move back to the, the creaminess that on the head. Like, it just was that perfect one shade off a tan. You know, one shade off a white. Like. To yeah, have it there. It had nice retention. It lingered. Yeah, it hung around while I was drinking it. So you had that nice sip at the beginning of each. You know, I like it. I was really, really happy about that one. So, which one are we moving to next, Justin? We're going to go to the "You Enjoy Myself." You enjoy the myself. English Porter. All right, I'm going to crack this open, it, and then I'm going to pour I, a little water. I will in there say that it was fairly, it was fairly amusing. The next time I saw Matt and Lori after we had sent the emails in terms of what the names were, the three beers were going to be. <laughs> They looked at me. They're like, "So what's up with the names of the beers?" They're like, "The Doppler the pleasure, Doppler the fun." I, I d- d- Doppel the Bach. I get it. He goes, "But what's up with the least Belgiany Belgian?" Because it's really a French beer. And right. what does "you enjoy myself" mean? So I'll give you a little explanation in terms of "you enjoy myself." Um, it's actually the name of a fish song. One of my favorite fish songs. "You enjoy myself," and I just think the phrase itself is fairly amusing. So I think it'd be a good. Name for a beer, and I, I can't imagine people walking up to the bar and saying, "Can I have a you enjoy myself?" I just think it's amusing. <laughs> so, therefore, that's what people had to do, and I got to laugh. I think that's a good enough reason for really to do almost anything. If yeah, you can I, give, I agree. If, you can, if you can get a good laugh out of it, and it really at no expense to anybody else, like fuck it, go for it, man. Like I see no reason to ever say no to that. <laughs> the um, least Belgiany Belgian. Is actually supposed to be called Clusterfuck, and right. those of you who are fans of the podcast, you listen to us make or watch us make this beer. This is the one where we first had Greg on, and oh, we were brewing in the a, background. Oh, okay, we were brewing in the I background, and my system ate itself, and we boil almost boiled over like a if dozen you times. Watch the video you get to got to keep watching Justin, which is funny. Get off his ass, run over there, spray it because it was on a. Full blast. One, a 100, boiling over. 5,500 watts, 100%, <laughs> about two inches from the top. Yep. So for an hour, every, every, every like eight minutes, I had to get up. 
and I think that's very appropriate that we happen to be recording in uh, your in yeah. your brewery. I again. didn't think about it until just now, honestly. That go. that was that's that's what it was. But yeah, that was the that was the homebrew version that got um that got brewed. And you know, we're gonna, we're going to move on to the two versions of that next. But for now, this is the the English porter that I was a huge fan of. This was my when we first tasted them, before, even before they got carved up. Really, you know, when we when we went that when we went on the way home from uh, homebrewcon, this one was my favorite. On on the nose, this is excellent. You look at it; it's got a nice creamy um, tan head to it. Definitely has yeah. a nice retention to it. The smell is beautiful. Yeah, it has that nice Belgian yeast character. The I mean, the um, English yeast character that comes through nice. Get a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of a, a slight roast character on the nose. I haven't tasted it yet, but uh, I know it's good. <laughs> Dude, oh, this oh. is. I, I'm going to enjoy myself with this beer. Like, yeah, I, I would hope that you enjoy yourself. Oh man, this is this is my this is yes. the kind of beer that I go for. Man. Yeah, like me I too. really enjoy this beer. Um, it's got just the right amount of bitterness to it to keep it from becoming too sweet. It's got it has those sweet notes that I do really enjoy, and the foam is delicious on it. Yeah, it was. You know, it's actually the same base recipe. As the British Brown that I've been brewing for a lot of years now, um, which I enjoy that the, beer as well. Except the home, the homebrew store that I went to that day did not have the special roast grains that I was looking for. So, so I just bought, so I just bought roasted malts and okay. I put the same amount of roasted malt in, which I knew was a mistake, but I figured let's see what it comes out as. I, and it came out as this, and I was very happy with it. So I think you know, like we're we're recording now, and it's you know the end of October. Like this is. Like wheelhouse time for this kind of beer. Oh, yeah. Like, let's start getting into beers that have a little bit more body that warm you up. Like, and, and it says five four on it. Like yep. to me, like that's great. I'm gonna drink this. I'm gonna enjoy it and not get destroyed on it either. My favorite part about this beer is the cho- dark chocolate to roast transition, mm-hmm. and then the sort of fruity English yeast character that comes in behind, like mid palate. Yeah, the esters come in nice, and then it cleans. Like there's a, there's enough bitterness from either, from the roast combined with the hop, the bittering hops mm-hmm. to to clean the palate, and you get the slight lingering of roast on your tongue. But that's what yep. you should get when you're drinking a beer like this. I mean, it is like quintessential English pub beer. Yeah, I did look the other day as I was um, deciding what entries I was going to be putting into the LIBME competition this year, and I did have two bottles of this left. So oh. so now hopefully that, by the time we listen to this, <laughs> we'll be able to talk about how. It hopefully had some success in the competition that well, we have coming up. I also weekend. have an award-winning English porter in the competition. So I'm going up against this guy now. And I also have an award-winning brown ale in the competition. Yeah, we'll be going against each <laughs> so other there as well. So. Um, I'm going to try to warm this up a little bit because I think as it warms up, the, some of those dark chocolate notes might become even a little bit more prominent. And uh, that really appeals to me. I'm a big fan of dark chocolate. Sure. But I think this is just fantastic as is. Like, this would... High five. Therefore, this you great. enjoy myself. I love this. Like, this is, again, I would have, when I stopped by to pick up the Machine Gun Funk, right? That's what it was called? Yes. Um, they have a Dark English Mild on tap. Oh, really? That I had. That was pretty good. I've learned to really enjoy that style. Like, that's a real, like, that's a. So underrated. Like, that's a style that I really enjoy. And this is, like, it's cousin. Like I just it's, made it's one a ve- couple months ago. And it's it was very three point eight percent. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's I, just so crushable as, yeah. as as much as we hate that word. Oh god! No, knowing that, I, knowing that I was in between jobs cool. and I had to go from job one to job two later, like when I saw that it was at like four or five, I was like, 
yeah, I'll have a bite of that. Perfect. I can't feel shitty about that. I'm like, I I don't even feel bad about that. My body won't even process that by the time I'm getting, you know, like. And I will say, Crushable, I like far more. Far more than Quaffable. Quaffable is the worst word on the planet. Quaff in general is just a bad word. Yeah, well, think about it. We have, we have Quaff. There's a club in California. It's one of the largest homebrew clubs in the country. And they're one of the, they're one, yeah. the one that has seen a lot of success over well, the years. Well, you know, they have, um, uh, what's his face from uh, Experimental Brewing? Uh, not Denny, the other one. The one I like. Um, fuck. I forgot his name. It's terrible. And I was right. As it warms up, the chocolate comes out a little bit more. And it's got and, that dark chocolate too. You guys mentioned yeah, dark chocolate. Yeah, it totally is a dark. It's chocolate not. It's not Hershey through. syrup. It's no, it's, it's not dark chocolate. It's, it's good dark, dark chocolate, yeah. um, and the roast character is really tasty. If you are a fan of mocha flavor, like this is what you're getting with this. It's really the, if this were on nitro, nitro would be similar I, to a cold brew coffee. Uh, dude, I would just cream. I would just weep. On, and this on would nitro. be excellent on nitro. To be honest, yeah, it really would. I think. That creamy, the, again, I'm going back to creamy, like that texture that comes from nitro that may, would go with this would just be incredible. Apparently, you can make your own cold brew coffee with, oh, you know, have like the in fancy restaurants, they have their own whipped cream maker, like it's just a can. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, you can put the coffee, or in this case, beer, in that, fire it out of it, and it turns it into cold brew, like, like a nitro the, coffee. The nitro coffee. Interesting. All right. All right. Yeah. I was gonna say because like making cold brew is nothing. Like it's literally just steeping. Yeah, coffee I, that, yeah that, I realized what I was saying, and I'm like, no, obviously that's not making cold brew. You can make cold brew without that, but yeah. the, the nitro part of that. Yeah, dude, I I'm loving this beer. This one for me is. I will make it again at some point. This is, might I, have been a mistake recipe, but the mistake recipe worked. This out. is happy mistake, and this is what I would do. Is this is I would put a little star in your recipe binder of if I can't get grain A, grain B is perfectly fine, and we're going to do this, well, too. So, something that I learned um, a couple years ago is it does not matter what you're intending to brew. Oh, yeah. It totally matters what you ended up getting in the outcome, because sometimes you might have had intention to brew a certain style, right? but then once you get the outcome and you figure out what it is, it might not be there. It might fit better into a different category, and uh, this is a prime example of that. Even though I knew I was going to get... A different uh, beer than the basic British brown because I knew I had way too many roasted malts in it. Right. Um, the final product, I, I, I was very happy with it. So Yeah. Um, I really have no qualms about saying, like, this is a keg beer for me. This is, if I had a bar in my house, like, this is the kind of beer that I want hanging around to just have a pint of whenever. Second keg of the year for, uh, for you. Yeah. Like, I... I try not to, you know, give them out like candy, but like, and I know they go to, they tend to go to certain styles, but I think everybody has their style that they're favored for. Yeah. But for me, like, I think it's really well balanced. I really like the flavor with it. It's, this is what I look for when I go for beer. I surely wouldn't go for a keg for it, but um, I, I think I'd give it a nice growler. I could see myself sitting around having a couple of pints of this, so yeah. no problem, but it wouldn't be something I'd always want to have on tap. There's... Although I do like the English Porter style, it's not something I would always want to keep going back to over and over again. Even though when it's on tap at my house, I do go back to it. Over yeah, and over no, again. this is this is this is one like if it was on tap in my house, like I would find myself kind of doing the thing like you do when you have something that you like in the fridge, 
and you kind of go back and you're like, oh, I'm going to grab one and then like sure. sip, sip a little bit and then be like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to refill this a little <laughs> bit. Like, And next thing you know, like you went through a lot more than you planned to. You just to. described me with every package of Oreos ever. Yeah, exactly. You think you're good and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take a couple and I'm just going to go away and I'll leave them and I'll come back tomorrow, right? Like, no, like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to top it off one more time. And, uh, and you know what? I'm watching one more episode. Let me just refill it a little bit. <laughs> just 12 more cookies, Justin. Just 12 yeah. more. There's, there's, you can't leave that one sleeve left. It's too lonely. Exactly. <laughs> So thank you for this, my man. I, I yeah. Really, this, where's this wall for you? I'm I'm a growler. I typed it into into okay. our thing anyway. I'm I'm a, I'm a strong growler on it. Um, I I can't explain why it's not a keg because it's delicious. It's one of the one of my favorite um favorite beers that I've had from you and just in general homebrew uh, judging wise. I'm pretty sure this is like at least top three score wise I've ever given a beer. I believe you guys gave it a forty. You guys, yeah. Oh, I, just I, a forty. Okay, the then maybe not. 40. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I have to. Think, I think I might have only given out maybe like six or seven forties in like all the competitions I ever judged. 40, so I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, it's at it, a fifty, right? It's yeah. at a fifty, but you got to understand. I know that they got a 47 on their Lichtenhainer that time, but I've never really seen scores higher than like, like a 43. 40. I've, seen say, some like a, me- I've seen some meads get really high, but in terms of beers, if you see really, a beer getting a 42, 43, that's an the outstanding scores, beer. Scores on, on the scores, the real range is really about from 20 to 45. Five, we'll say forty-three to and forty-five. And forty-five is a stretch, to be yeah, honest. With you. Yeah. yeah, forty-five is the grand slam. Yeah. but forty is a home run. Like that's what this is. This is a solid fucking home run. If you dude. get a twenty, the beer's probably a six. If you get a forty-five, the beer's probably like a third, like a fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just you know they, yeah, they're, they're quibbling, looking for something to criticize. And, and it's yeah. interesting that way they ha- that way they can fill up their sheet. As a, <laughs> as a judge, when you give a score that high, you get you put yourself in a position. You're like. All right, so I gave this beer a forty-two. What exactly kind of feedback? Yeah, why isn't it? A, why isn't it a fifty? Yeah, because the person's going to want to know what they could do to make it a fifty. And the beer is excellent, and you have to come up with some sort of reason. You're like, I couldn't really give it a fifty. Maybe you could have done this. Yeah, you could be like, I love this beer. And I usually write, um, I'm pick, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just nitpicking here, but you know, yeah. could have had. A slight bit more bitterness, and I, I don't even really mean it most of the time. No, you're just like I have to put something. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like I, I didn't write fifty. I have to put something there. All right. So, <laughs> if there was anything that I could say, like in here, when you guys were talking about like the fruit esters, I didn't pick that up, and I think okay. that's on me, not on you. Like, no, I, cause it's all perception because I don't have that. I haven't trained my palate as well. You get it on the but, nose, just just right, and you get that but, fruity ester. But that like comes tasting through, it, like. I didn't pick up any kind of fruity feedback, like any kind of fruit in there, even if it was like a stone. So if I had to put like the one thing to sit there and be like, uh, you did that one thing or like, that's what I would put. So you'd give it a 42 and you'd say that it needs a little more Esther profile. Yeah, I wish the Esther profile was a little more prominent. Like that would be the bullshit. I'll take that in your overall impression. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll tell you that and then be like, hey, by the way, do you have any more that I can take home? (laughs) Because I really like it. One time time ever I wrote on a score sheet, please send me the recipe. And I, I got the recipe and it was for a lager. Yeah. Obviously, the most important part of a lager is the, like the fermentation temperature and the fermentation profile. And he didn't give it to you. Yeah, that, all it says in the Beersmith file is my fermentation profile. Oh. <laughs> so, Secrets. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That's like it was cool. Like because like the grist on a lager, especially yeah. like a, like a Czech lager, or whatever. It's like Pilsner malt, like eighty percent, eighty percent, and then like Carafoam, like one percent or something. <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, like all the other ones. Thanks for all your secrets, buddy. Thank, yeah. Thanks, dude. Thanks a lot. You know, uh, that was really, I really enjoyed that. Thank you, man, for sharing that with us. 
All right, so are we going to the Beer de Garde or the least Belgian-y of the Belgians? Well, so we're going to go to uh, Beer de Garde, and they're the both they're the same. They're the same idea of a beer. So this is the beer. Explain uh, the be- that. I don't understand yeah. what you mean. So by this that. is the beer that Mark, um, Greg, and I this made guy. made on the made on the other podcast. No. I mean, we, nope. This is well, no, no, no. This is this is that that this is the the first version brewed at Mustache. Yes. That, but this is that recipe, and. What we did was all three of the, these first three beers, include you know the first two, including this third one, were brewed on a one barrel system at Mustache, with the idea of let's um, find out which one, which of the three beers is going to go to GABF. Okay, time out real quick. Yeah, that one barrel system is that like their test batch system or something it, like that? And they hadn't taken it out in years, so they yeah. were actually really happy to take it out. You should have seen Matt's face; he yeah, was he so was excited. Like the first the first time that we went out there, he was so excited. I was he's pissed. Like, I missed. He's that. like. And I'm gonna have the chance to do now little little sample stuff rather than doing a big batch of something. I believe yeah. they have a ten barrel system. Yeah. So rather than doing ten barrels worth of something, it's now they can five. Ex- I can't remember. Now they yeah. can experiment a little bit in terms yeah. of just do one the, barrel the, the of something. One, the one barrel's got to be a nice, like a nice size to play. It's with. a homebrew size. I mean, like the the kettle behind me is a little over a half a barrel. So it's, I mean, it's still a manageable thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's big homebrew. A, a really hands thirty yeah. gallons. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's not yeah. that bad. It's a, it's a very, still a very hands-on type of brewing. So yeah. he kind of gets to go back to like his home brewing roots and stuff. Yeah, you could do st- more experimental stuff. You could do stuff that might not be commercially viable in terms of doing ten barrels worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you get to try some things that you might not have done on a ten barrel. System. And at the same point, you can. Test it and run it out there and be like, hey, is this something like if you put it out there for exactly. a barrel and it blows out in the weekend and they go, hey, man, this was amazing and you get a lot of requests for it. Maybe you do go back and run a bigger system for it. Definitely. Um, which just wanted to mention because I haven't gotten a chance to be out there in so long that I finally got to join you guys at Mustache uh, when we last recorded at Andrew's that house. the first time in the new tasting room? That was the, my first time oh, in the new wow. tasting room. And it is gorgeous. Yes, yeah, really They is. did they a, did a great fantastic job, job making a really nice place. So much of that work themselves. Matt, wow. in particular. Like, wow. like the woodworking, the bar. Like Kudos. It's, it's, he's he's an extremely good woodworker on I top of being I think Frank was the bathroom guy, though. I think we got to yeah. give Frank uh, El Frank, Frank did the tile bit. work. Yeah, El Presidente of LIBME, Frank, yes. He did, he, he, did the, he did the bathrooms. That's true. Did he do the tile work or the plumbing? What's he do? I don't know. He's a contractor, so he's a little bit everything. I'm sure. I don't think he did the plumbing, but I think he basically framed the whole thing out. I think he might have even tiled it. Yeah, speaking of El Jefe, I had to submit the list to uh, Starfish for the Great Beer Expo for all the people who are volunteering to help with the competition. And I put the people's name and I put what their title is next to it. So, of course, Frank's title was Frank Felicione, El Jefe. El Jefe. <laughs> I... I've worked in kitchens before, and the last kitchen that I worked at, I, it's really funny because I worked for a guy that could pass for Frank's like brother. Oh, really? Yeah, and I used to call him like, "Hey, Hefe, what are we doing?" You know, <laughs> and he was just, he was a crazy human being. Taught me two things that were so really important. Frank in his own little way, but the yeah. best way possible. He taught me two yeah. really important things. One, if you show up late to work, bring a gift for your boss. All right, that's, a, that's right? a good lesson. Just bring him coffee or something so, like that. Like, so for him, you had to bring him a Snickers bar and a, oh. and a coffee. And if you did, like, it was cool. And the other thing was the seven Ps. The proper prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. Like, I had never heard that before, but he did that one, and that was like his that's life. That's wild, because I had the five Ps hanging in my classroom. I yeah. pr- prior preparation prevents potential problems, which yeah. is very similar. Which is yeah. definitely the which is definitely the school version of it. You know, the piss poor performance is, you know, it's really the only... Uh, 
part that it's in there, and I use it all the time when I'm coaching. Yeah, I try to explain it to kids. Those are the two things I learned from. I learned from it, it. That's ironic too, because I got that from my friend who's a chef. Hey, so my friend who's a chef used to say that prior preparation because, prevents potential problems, and now I have it hanging in my classroom. Because you know what? When you're working in the kitchen, you have to get your prep work. Mise en place. If the place isn't ready to go, you're fucked. Like <laughs> yeah. you, like you, with the proper mise en place, you can get through. Amazing things, but if you don't have things ready, you can't be running around trying to do it minute like you're in that not minute. you're not chopping all those onions last minute. No, no I think sir. we're gonna finish this beer by the time we start talking about it. That's well, the funny thing. I want to say like just the first quick thing like I really like the little like, I'm picking up a little bit of like red highlights. Yeah, in the it. the red hue that comes through. Yeah, right? it's yeah. got little ruby highlights in there, and it's a really really pretty color. Yeah. So as as Greg hinted to before. It's least Belgian Belgian. It's a beer to guard. Technically, as far as the BJCP is concerned, it's Belgian style. It's really sort of a French beer. Um, <sighs> Belgian beers typically have a clo- clove, banana, um, bubblegum th- shit going on. This has none of that, which is good for Greg because Greg does not like Belgian beer. And that's where really the name came from because yeah. when we were deciding what we were going to brew when Justin and I ran out to Coney Island and got the wort chair from Coney Island... Um, we were discussing what we were going to make, and there was a group chat between me, Mark, and Justin, and Mark mentioned the Beardegard, and I looked up the category, and it was in the Belgian category, and I'm like, guys, I'm not really a big fan of Belgians, and the response to me was, it's the least Belgian-y Belgian. Yeah. And that's really yeah. where the name that came works. from, it, and it really is the least Belgian-y Belgian, especially since it's a French beer. Well, I think the thing that makes it appear Belgian, or feel Belgian is that little bit of candy sugar feel. Yes, I agree. It has that little bit of feel of caramelized sugar candiness to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That and the color that really makes me feel like it's a Belgian beer. It's You're right. Crisp. It doesn't really have good. those signature those signature esters in there. Like I love when you get those banana flavors in there. Yeah, the, the and... You know, I I really enjoy that. Um, even the bu- bubble gum, I tend to a little swing away from. A I'm little a bit. big on the clove side. Yeah, clove I like, but something about the bubble gum just kind of like freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> it just messes with my head. Like I don't know, too much you know, tops baseball card bubble gum like just messes with me. Oh god, oh, yeah. <laughs> crack your teeth apart. <laughs> you know, but thanks for that Lenny Dykstra rookie card. Now I need a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, man, like this, it really has. It really does feel like a Belgian beer. It really does. It does. And, you know, basically the style is extremely malt forward. Um, it's, in fact, it, you can even be not cloningly sweet, but it, the, the lingering sweetness, I believe, is part of what, what should be in there. And caramel and toffee notes are, are huge on it, but on a lower scale, not on like a dark beer um, right. level. Um, similar to how we were saying like nutty and toffee for... Um, the English Porter. Mm. This one's on the lighter end of the caramel, so it's not like yeah. all the way caramelized. And that's this first one gives me all of those notes. And the my my criticism of it, and the current, and st- it stays the same now. Was I th- I think that the bitter the there's not enough bitterness to balance the like the clawing level of sweetness. For I me. think that's why we when we, when we made the final version that we were sending the yeah. DABF, that was what we had come up with was to make those necessary changes because. I do think that this is a bit too sweet. Um, even though they picked this as the winner, I think that this version of it was a little too sweet, and I'm hoping that, I, and I tried it on tap at Mustache, the final version, but I'm hoping that this came through and uh, it, it's a little bit more well-balanced in terms of not cloyingly sweet. So I think it is. I think it is balanced. 
I think when I think of beer to guard, I think of that's a spring beer. Yes. And so I like a floral note to appear in there. And so a floral hop kind of aroma to come with it, I think balances out the sweetness well. Okay. Um, and that's not present here. And so I think that's why you get that really, you're getting that candy sugar feel. You're getting that, the hop, the, you're getting the Belgian flavor to it, but there isn't necessarily the counterpoint to balance it out in that sense. Does that make sense? Like I think I, it just yeah. needs a little bit more. I think there is a little bit of the balance, but in terms of what it is stays necessary, on my palate just too long. Yes, it does stay on the palate. It's, it's just got to clean it up a little yeah, bit more I, at the end, and, and I think and that's I, where it was lacking right. on this version. And um, and this might sound a little crazy, but I think like a chamomile kind of flavor would go amazing with this. I you, can see that. I can see putting tea in it for sure because the like, bitterness from the tea would balance the sweetness really well. It would almost be like putting like. Like it would the be reverse like, of honey and tea would be right. tea and honey kind of. Right. I think the reverse of honey and tea would be tea and honey. Deep <laughs> thoughts by yeah. Justin Hayes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Right. Right. Come on, guys. Yeah. Clemped. Uh, discuss. Discuss. Yeah. Um, it's my shower but, thought for today. But does that? But I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to oh, say yeah. here. Like I think a little bit of floralness to it. Would would provide yeah with the right hops you definitely add a little you know, bit of a floral character to it too you know would provide that kind of springtime feel to it and I think would really make a good counterpoint. There. One of the interesting things about this particular style yeah is there's actually three color variants. Color variants. The, the, okay. the range yeah. is so wide. There's, I remember there, looking at there's that. A, there's a um I don't there's a yellow I don't know if it's yellow but there's a pale I think it's pale um the fuck is the other one pale amber and brown this is clearly a brown variant. Um, and basically, in that order, it goes. You would have more prominent hop character in the pale version than the amber version, and then the brown version has the least, most prominent hop character. But you're right. The um, having another like a, a hop flavor or more bitterness that would probably clean the palate a little bit. Yeah. And one of the other things that we decided upon when we were talking about this, how how we could make it better, is um, and one of the challenges was that we didn't. We were kind of told what was in the Coney Island wort. Okay, but like the base, what we did for the original recipe was we took that base wort and we steeped a bunch of aromatic malt and a bunch of other, a couple of other malts in with it to get what we have here. The original wort we had, I believe it was just two row, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what we were told. But like, we, then we did that and it didn't come out anywhere near the same. So I mean, I'm sure that that's what it was. I don't know what what happened. And the other the other X factor is the fact that it was being boiled by satan behind us for an hour yes you know so you like boiled the devil out of so it the, the, you know the whatever maillard reaction or whatever caramelization was occurring like it was on mach 20 back there and i'm just, I'm just yeah. thinking of like bob ross when he always beats the beats um, the, the, the paddle you know beats and, the uh the brush you know, beat the devil out of it just beat, just, beat, just beat, beat the, the devil, devil out, out of it, it. <laughs> See, I only remember his happy little yeah. trees. Uh, it was great to fall asleep to, man. Oh, beautiful. Uh, like, like, take, that guy was I'm on... I'm going to take a nap. I'm putting Bob Ross on. That guy was here. on all the weed. Like, yeah. all of it. <laughs> I, I, I used to come home from school, and that would be on, on, you know, on PBS. Nap time! And it was perfect. I would get in, and it started at 2 o'clock. I'd get in at, like, 2.15, rent till 3 o'clock. Done by 2.20. Right, and I'm out, and then I wake up to... If you would like to join, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd like the whole series, I'm like, you're like, you're like all right, I'm not, I'm not donating anything. <laughs> yeah. You put him back on. I want to go back to sleep. Which <laughs> a little bit off topic here. All right, I just I I've been listening to a real play D and D podcast, okay. which I enjoy. Sorry. Okay, so, no, no, sorry, I I enjoy it. It's entertaining to me. 
they brought on a random character, a random player who had a Bob Ross style character, and it was fucking hysterical. All right, Bob, Bob Ross casting casting, you know, magic trick, magic tricks, happy, was, uh, happy trees. Yeah, and because the the guy who was playing it kept going, "All right, so I'm just gonna mix a little thallo green and a little little cadmium white, and and we're gonna paint a little happy little tree here, and it's gonna cast this." Spe-. And I was. I was like, I was like, it was, I have to he say did a hilarious. really good job with it. So it was hysterical, but that's that, pretty that cool. was my most recent Bob Ross experience. Uh, the other change we made, cause we were a little, we were concerned about, you know, the baseball is we, we changed the baseball from two row to Vienna. Um, yep. and I, we also, we, um, went from a 60 minute boil to, I think a two hour boil to yep. try to mimic the, uh, you know, the ridiculous boil we had going on. And then also we, we bumped up the, um, our, uh, special B or the aromatic? I can't remember. I think we bumped up the special B considerably. What is special B? Special B is a Belgian malt, and okay. it's specifically, I believe, produced by Dingmans. Dingmans. And it, okay. um, it, it, their process in producing it is, I believe, is very pro- proprietary. I'm sure. And it's it creates stone fruit character in a, a really really great way. It's it, it's technically a crystal or caramel malt, okay. but. The Love of Bond is strange. Love of Bond's like 140 to 160, which is close to like what we call no man's land. Right. There's a whole gap there where you don't um, kill malts too because they become ashy and kind of gross. Okay, it just you just get bad flavors out of that. Exactly. It's 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 basically somewhere between. I think it's between 140 and like 200, with the exception of pale chocolate. For some reason, pale chocolate's cool. Um, probably because of the process. But, yeah, that that's that sounds like so much cooking yeah. stuff. You just if yeah. you hit it just right, it's great. Otherwise, it's fucked. You yeah. fucked it up now. So you know, it's a special, really a very you know special beast, but a very special malt, and we increase that to give it um, okay. more more of that character. And it, you know, the aromatic malt is going to give you. It's almost like a, a, a my hard reaction in a in a uh, in a grain. Yeah, it gives you a lot of that uh, caramel character, that like true caramel character that you think right. about. So we made those changes, and now we have the final beer we're going to taste, which is the version. Well, we this didn't is, rate this one. Oh, we didn't rate this one. No, it's so, true. Um, I'm gonna. Let, I want to hear what you got. I. It's I go first. Like I go for a pint of this. To be honest with you, yeah. I think I think the sweetness on the end needed a little bit more um, to close it up. I think uh, I wouldn't want to do much more than a pint of this in terms of. Um, I wouldn't want a whole, a whole bomber of this. I wouldn't want a growler of this. And it sounds like a bad rating, but it's still a very good beer. Yeah. No, I understand. It just that. it has slight flaws in it that all compound into something that I I think that you can drink. Uh, I agree. I mean, I tend to agree with a pint. With I'm going to give it a bomber, but I, I tend to agree with the whole idea of the pint. I want a bomber because I want to drink two of them. But I'm going to put a beer in between as a palate cleanser. That makes sense. Okay. Because I, I think it builds on my tongue tr- tremendously. Like it really. Claws at my tongue after after a while. I I'm, I'm gonna go with <clears throat> pardon me. I'm gonna go with a bomber as well, but kind of for a different reason. I would drink them back to back, and as I said with the floral notes, I say that solely because of what you're trying to go for. If you say tell me that's a beer de garde and that's what you're trying to go for, that's what I would say like it needs. But if you just hand this to me as is and say I just just drink this beer, it tastes really good. I would drink one and I'd be like, I really enjoy this. And then I'd say, you know what? Let me have one more of those and I'd really enjoy it. And probably by the second one, I would get be like, you know what? There's a little too much going on here. I need that to clean out a little bit. And then I would move on to it. Yeah, it has that lingering sweetness. At yeah, the end it, that... it's just a little bit of sweetness. I can feel it kind of in the insides of my cheek a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. You know, it's a little pucker. It, not puckery, but like I can feel like 
I can feel that on the insides there. So, yes, definitely I'm going to rinse out my glass and kind of take a sip of water yeah, before we go to the last version A little, bit, a little of bit of water. Plus, these are all extremely strongly flavored beers. Yeah. So, you know, drinking them back to back it can definitely fatigue the palate. Right. Not I mean, they're so hop forward. They destroy no. your palate. They're not palate records. No, they're just they're very malty. So, and, yes. and that malt flavor tends to build in a different way. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I mean, they're not, yeah, they're the farthest thing from a clean lager. I got to say that this is definitely more. <clears throat> my wheelhouse kind of styles like hell yeah this is the kind of stuff that i start to put together and i'm like when i'm looking at a board and i go all right let me get one of those one of, one of those and yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i'll try that one like this is this is my seems kind like of a stuff. good flight right there you know, yeah i i really enjoy beers that tend to go from amber and a little bit darker and the fact that we haven't had anything that's super dark really is i mean that the english the what does it say the english porter was definitely dark but it wasn't, it wasn't it black. Wasn't the overly... That was a light black. Yeah, it, it was definitely a light black. Here beer. we go with the light black. You love the light black. I've written, written light black on score sheets before. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, and, really? and those people probably judged you. Well, they, they definitely... You might have judged them, I knew, they judged I knew, you. I knew whose beer it was. That's why I did it. I hope it was Mark's. Was it on Mark's? It was Mark's. Yeah. <laughs> that's different, though. You guys are like dating, sort of. Yeah, it's true. No, no, I go places, sort of. I go places and people are confused as <laughs> to why he's not there. Like... I feel really awkward with him not being here right now. Yeah, I'm like, don't bring it up. I'm trying to forget. Justin is legitimately a you know a you know a beneficiary on his 401k. If, if, yeah, if, if Amy and the kids don't make it, well, that was that's fantastic. My far friend Glenn, um, when I when I forgot my first real job, uh, he I had was, to, yeah, he? he was. I put him down. Like, I I put him down as my life partner on my on my uh, on my uh, um, my life insurance and shit, and I. People were like, your life partner. I go, just go with it. Like, but when I walked in, you were in the corner crying because Mark wasn't here. It was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. Listen, I went into I went into a business one time and where Tony was working, and I, I said that I was his hetero life mate. Yeah. And they went, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like, they didn't even, like, Oh, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> I literally went, is Tony here? And he goes, who should I ask him? I'm like, his hetero life mate. And they're like, oh, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Like, And they go again. He's like, ah! I'm like, you're my boy. There yeah. we go. All right, so let's open up V2 here. Yeah, so this is the version that ended up getting sent to GABF. Ooh, um, crack. I, you know, Spoiler alert, it did not win any medals at GABF, unfortunately. Oh. oh. But. But it got there. Yeah. I'm I cur- was in the game, bro. Listen, there's, there were. 132 entries. There were only 132 entries. Three, it's tough. Dude, we were, we were, you know, all the people this year that tried to get a beer to go to GABF. And, you know, we got it to go, like, especially considering the, the roots of the beer and the story behind it. Listen. It's super cool. You were in the room, bro. Step in the right direction. This is the second time that I've had a beer out of GABF. You want to talk about the other one, Kevin? I know you really liked Stash It. Oh, that was <laughs> now that I'm here, we can speak face-to-face about it. Sure. Rather you bashing it on the podcast. Listen. <laughs> I don't like the green pepper flavor. Sorry. Sorry. There's. Now, apparently the judges JBF didn't either because that didn't meddle. Listen, clearly <laughs> it's totally awkward. Clearly, I'm a big fan of your brewing when you brew good beers. Oh, it's like that. Oh man, Ken Heist was the head brewer on that beer. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Oh, You're disrespecting okay. Ken right now, not I, me. So much. I have never met Ken. Ken, listen, dude, it wasn't my thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was it. <laughs> this, this was the one. So and then the finish on it that that's what's so drastically different. Yeah, like my a, problem with the last version. Not yeah, the, I, I, and the way I'm wording it right there sounds so bad. But what I thought needed to be enhanced 
in the version that was going out to GABF, and we all agreed on this, was it definitely needed a little bit better of a finish. Mm-hmm. That it didn't, it just came off as way too sweet on the finish. Now with this version, I love the way that this finishes. This finishes a way cleaner. Yes. Way cleaner. And that's what it needed. This this you get, we, we I, think, I also think we increased the the final Saz edition as well. In, I think uh, we did too. Okay, yeah. and I and I get that makes sense. I, I get spiciness. I get a spicy like mm-hmm. herbal notes on the aroma. And you have to remember that this is also a lot fresher too. This is three months fresher. Yes, very very true. But I didn't. Okay, I was surprised. I was surprised in particular on both the Doppelbach and the first version of the Belgian. I was very surprised that there wasn't more. Like I didn't get any hints of like any oxidation. Like, none. It, it tasted just like I did when they were on Yet the Yet again, back to mustache. Your crowler machine is great. Yeah. Killing it, man. Um, Good but, job training everyone how to use it too. Good yes, job. <laughs> your bartenders have been trained properly. The um, but the, that Saz edition I think is the hero of this one, and also the I think the special B brings up the raisin character and balances the caramel mm-hmm. sweetness a lot too. If I'm remembering you correctly, get, you do get a little more. You do get a little more raisin in here, but that spiciness that you're talking about from the Saz is really to me what was missing. Yeah. Um, it cre- you think that's what cleans it up at the end? I think so. Yeah, I think that's time. a sharp enough flavor that it cleans it off. That it cleans it off. It prevents it. It doesn't have that same sugariness to it. That same sweetness to it that the last one did, and that's really where this one is nice and clean. It finishes clean, and I think that's what comes through. Um, I'm gonna blame crawling on the floor with the cats for not getting aroma because yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm gonna trust you guys on the aroma part. Um, but I really, I didn't realize how much I liked that cleanness to it until I tried this. Yeah, in burger. terms of the aroma. Does that make sense? Like, and, until I tried it, I didn't realize I was yeah, missing it. Having them side by side is, is really, really mind bending. Yeah, because they are drastically different beers. They really are. And also, when, with the, right after, before we brewed this version, I brought the. Um, eh. You brought Whatever. the original homebrew version. I brought version, the original. Yes. I found a bottle of the original homebrew version. Oh, okay. And we had it next to version one for right. Mustache. And we that's when we sort of realized, like, the... We're the, looking for more the, of this. The malt complexity. Like, that's just malt sweetness. But that mm-hmm. that balance between what, what we're calling the raisin and the caramel right. is um, 100%, you know, part of the beer. And then the cleanness. And that, that, whole, right. all that whole working together. And that's how we made these changes. And we were... I mean, I don't think we could be more successful. I'm actually, like, I was... After I, after I tasted the first ver- the second version, I'm like, we're fucking meddling with this. I mean, this is insane. I've drank a shit ton of beers, and this is, I think, one of the most two-style beers that I have ever had. Yeah, I'm very happy with the way that this one came out. I think this is one that you have to look at and say, like, listen, just because you're going up, some, up against some fantastic competition at GABF, and I don't think you can hold it against yourself to say, like, man, we didn't meddle, like, this isn't good, like... This is a really excellent beer, and yeah. I think this is one that really any brewery would be happy to serve. What I liked is my cousin lives out in Colorado, and at one point I got a text from him of him sitting outside of the booth drinking this. Yeah. So my cousin from Colorado was sitting out there drinking it. So nice. I don't have an opportunity to send him any of my beers, and he's a home brewer himself. So okay. it was really nice for him to uh, give me a little feedback on the beer that we made as a little uh, collaborative effort over here. No, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. That's badass. That's, yeah, that's super really cool. cool. I like that. No, he, this he is, actually volunteers at uh, Great American Beer Festival every year, so he gets into a couple different sessions and pours and carries kegs or whatever else he does. About probably about ten years from now, when we don't have to worry about our kids anymore, we'll, we'll probably probably get to go. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I think I gotta wait till I retire and my kids are in college. No, but you don't. I will get out there at some point. Yeah. No, you don't. You gotta you your kids are much closer. They're at the point where they could totally stay with grandparents for a couple days. Oh no, and they have stayed with the grandparents. My grandparents my, my parents and my, my wife's parents are great with stuff like that. It's just it it falls at a really bad time oh, during yeah. the school gotcha. year, yeah. and I'm overly dedicated to my profession, and I I can't really burn days like that, especially at the beginning of the school year. I don't I feel you. comfortable with that, so I hear you. I bro. think I'm going to wait until I retire to get myself. Oh, out I, I, I forgot about I forgot about that. I forgot about that part this, of it this year in particular because we had the beer going out there. It was as it good was, excuse as you're going to get, right? It, it was right around the time of the Jewish holidays. If I'm correct, we had off Monday, Tuesday that week. Yeah. And I would have had to take off Thursday, Friday, and the following Monday that week. So it was just really horrible. I would have been in school one day that whole week. Yeah. And at the beginning of the school year, you're trying to set a structure for your class. It just wasn't a good idea. Try to show them who's boss. I uh, I taught for a couple Who years. I, 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 I taught for a couple years. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, the beginning I, of your class, really you're don't. trying to set some sort of foundation. You're trying to set some sort of... Um, establish the routine. Establish the routine is exactly what it is and get them used to the way it's going to be. And mm-hmm. as soon as they have a day with a sub that early in the school year, they get very comfortable and things can get ugly. got to smash them down and beat the life out of them. No, 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 no. And no. This is not me up. saying this. <laughs> no, no, I, I know that. I know that. As, yeah, that, it, that was actually that was a that was a, a reference to a friend of ours. That, yeah, no, that, yeah. that was his that was his uh, his thought process. This is why he doesn't teach anymore. So exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, I am ridiculously happy with this beer. Um, I was when I first tasted it. Mustache. Remember, I remember running up to Matt at the meeting and going, "This is ridiculous! Like this is so so good." This is you know it's one of the one of the things that. Uh, again, it's style on the boards. People see beer to guard. If you're an adventurous drinker or someone who, like me, wants to try new styles all the right. time, you're gonna, you know, it's 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 really cool. But it's it's hard for someone who's, you know, a, what we'll call a standard beer drinker to, to expand their palate. Yeah, because this, it's not it's not the kind of style. You, if you go to breweries around Long Island or go into a local beer distributor or something like that, it's not a kind of style that you see often or if yeah. ever really. There are so, there are not a lot of commercial examples. No. Of so beer to let guard. me let me tell a little story here. When I went to go pick up those those beers the other yes, uh, what was that? Friday. Yeah. Um, that's yesterday, right? It's Saturday? Yes. I don't even know what They're day it is. They're all ended a Y. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in there, and I'm in the Brewers Collective, and three guys walk in, like, total, you know, not beer drinkers, and you could see they're looking at the board, they're like... Well, especially Brewers Collective, they got some eclectic shit, Yeah, so. but they're just like, well, what's that? Like, what Can I have it? a Groot? And, yeah, and the, yeah. Gu- and the guy is asking, uh, you know, and I don't know who the bartender was, I didn't recognize him, bald guy. With a, oh, yeah, Rob. Rob. Yeah. So he's there. And he's asking all the right questions. Well, what do you like, and what can you do? And he's like, he's very just good. give him a seltzer and shut him you up. You know, and and I think that's what one of the guys ended up Absolutely. doing. Absolutely, like, you have white claw. But they were just like, what? What's going? On? Like they were like, what's this thing? What's that? Thing? And I'm just like, I understand. At least like, they cared enough to want to know a little but, bit about it. He, but he was good. He tried. He tried to walk him through it. But they were just. I'm like, no, seeing that guy at the bar, like. 
So how many IPAs do you have? Which IPA do you have? I'm like, yeah, this is the wrong spot for you, bro. You're supposed to be in over in Lindenhurst. <laughs> Go to 27A. He'll hit you up with like six of them. He'll oh, and, and they just released that gummy bear beer over there, which uh, I am going there tomorrow, and I'm trying. You're to You're going there. there tomorrow? I sure am. I'm when going you, to Lindy tomorrow. When are you going? And why? Well, partially because uh, WA Meadworks and 27A are both gracious enough to be giving. Uh, contributions and donations for prizes for the LIBM competition. Oh, that's very. But good. that gives me a nice excuse you, you, to get you, out of the house. Do you need any company? I could. I, I was hoping that we could hold hands and skip. So yes, in. I'm now picturing you two skipping down Wellwood Avenue. Yeah, because I hope happily. every listener is picturing that. I hope so, too. And you know what it's going to look like? It's going to look like that video game rampage when we were kids with the fucking monsters <laughs> the climbing two the dinosaurs and just smashing And, and all of a sudden you look at the news tomorrow, they're like, on the Richter scale. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to kick the ratings off. This is going to be my first keg, and it's not just because it's it's ours. I, I genuinely love this beer. I've not been as happy with a beer I've drank in an extremely long time. I really enjoy this, and it, even though it wasn't the change that I said I wanted in that beer, it's still a really, really good change to that beer. I, I'm still thinking, like, okay, a floral note would be really nice, but the Saz is delicious, and Saz is one of my favorite ops, that spiciness that comes with it. Not Willamette. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need Willamette. Give me, give me Saz. I, I really enjoy that. I've one. listened once or twice. Once or, yeah, you, you're, you're a frequent listener. Super fan. Um... This is, it's going to be a bomber for me again, just because I think it's just that style and just that flavor that at that point, like, I need to change pace and make a, a flavor change to it, but I really, really enjoy it, and it's something that I want to have around. In terms so. of how this cleans up, I'm going to go with a growler for this one. I wouldn't go with a keg, because again, it's not one of my favorite styles per se. But technically speaking, you like a Belgian beer. Oh, stop yourself. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not a hater of the Belgian beers, but in general, it's not my favorite. I'd much rather a stout, a porter, a brown, an IPA. What about a Belgian, what about a Belgian like, stout? See, and then all of a sudden you bring that up, and I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> But I am going with a growler with this one because I think it's excellent. I wouldn't mind having mind. a couple of them. But um, I wouldn't, in terms of want a keg of it, where it's going to continuously be poured night after night. I completely understand that, and I agree. Like For me, like this is something that if I had a stash of bombers of, I'd be really excited to share with people. Absolutely. Like, I would love to have a case of bombers of these and just be able to be like, yo, you got to try this one and pour some out for it. I would have some, I'd, you know, give it to somebody else because if this wasn't made by you guys, this is one that I would be like, yo, you guys got to try this and you would enjoy it. And you I pour some I, out for your homies too? No, never. <laughs> my ho- my homies respect the fact that we shouldn't waste beer like that putting it out there. Oh, you like that? Okay. <laughs> yes, that is that is how it goes. I, to, me to, to channel to channel my I inner I grew up in suburbia, man. It's not that way for me. <laughs> to, sh- to channel my inner Paul, my inner Paul Comsick, I would say that this is uh um this is a flipping pallets beer. In the end of the day, at the end I, of the day, see, it's it a could be absolutely. At yeah. the end of the day, and this is a flipping pallets. Oddly beer. enough, the first beer guard I ever had, Paul made at Brickhouse. Now there it was go. very different. It was a pale version. It was it was and definitely that was a, hoppier. That is a very good it's, it's beer to guard. Fan, yeah, absolutely fantastic beer to guard. So um, you know, this know is, you've had many beers from Paul that weren't fantastic. Yeah, though, right? seriously. There's really only like one so or two that he's made go- that I wasn't. I am so excited for Ghost to open. By the way, yeah, we talk about Paul. And by the way, do you know where the next beer meeting is? I did see that. Um, so, just as a, as a side note, I was saying there aren't a lot of commercial examples of Beard Card. There's literally one made in the U.S., and it's Russian River 
Perdition, which I've never even heard of. So I've heard of Russian River, River, but I've never never heard of that. I've never heard of Perdition. I've heard obviously I've heard of Russian River, but uh, the rest of them are definitely made in like Belgium and yeah, Belgium basically. La Chulet. There's one called Sheet. When I swear gets, to God. When it gets to the edge of like Belgium sheets. and France, I don't think even the people that know there which country they're in. Like, come on. It's changed so many times over the centuries, they don't I'm gonna oh, try oh, to find oh, oh. I'm gonna try to find this La Chulite. It is all three versions. They have a they have a a, a, a it's blonde. Blonde is the pale version. Blonde, a brown, and an amber. Good luck. That makes sense. Um I went back to the you enjoy myself because there was still a little bit left in the bottom of the can. Yeah. Do we do we murder that thirty two ounces? Um there is like a splash it's left. Just pour that bitch wants. in your in your beer glass. Right, so I'm gonna finish this up because, thank God, you've moved closer than Mastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was definitely a bonus. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna finish this. I'm I'm very I'm impressed. My biggest thing I'm impressed by is the fact that these crawlers held up. Like I'm I'm very happy with that. I was very worried we were gonna get like oxidized versions of these beers and have to be explaining and, it away you know the whole time. It, it is, and we've said it now three times, but it's a big compliment to Mustache and the way that they're actually packaging. Yeah. But back back to Mustache, it's amazing that they are willing to do this with us, and we've worked with a lot of different breweries over the years in terms of the Pro-Am, and we've had great experiences. And working with Mustache, especially being part of two of these beers, was excellent. Um, we are looking forward to next year. I... Uh, We'll give a little shout out to Spiderbite, who's going to be taking us yep. next year. That is now official documentation. Our pro am will be working with Larry and uh, they signed the, the contract. You're in. You're stuck. Ah, no signing contracts. We don't have to get that official with it. We had a uh, we had a quick conversation with uh, was there a me, handshake me, Fra- at least me, Frank, Andrew, and Larry. I think they might have been a high five or like a group like hey, but um, we are official. We're going to be working with Spiderbite next year, and uh, very cool. I look forward to that and. Hopefully, have another opportunity to brew um, over there, which would be cool. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to, to to brew with Larry. How big year. a system is Larry running these days? I don't know off the top of my head. I would say it's probably in the five to seven range. Because I know he's been cranking I around. It's still, now. Yeah. I, I believe it's smaller than that. I oh, think it might he's be really three? only working on a three barrel. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right. Now that I think about it, you're totally right. Look, look, remembering what it looks like, it's three barrel. Yes, the the production runs are are um, you know they're they're not done there. Oh. So it's not like you know. Not, he would be literally brewing twenty four seven. I was going to say he would keep be, up with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's being distributed now all the way the fuck into Western Pennsylvania. You see him everywhere. Yeah. I really do. They're, they're doing a great he's, job he's getting going, out there. He's going to. to uh, I think he, at, this weekend he's at a beer festival like somewhere uh, in Pennsylvania. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know he's been to one before. Because you know what? Not he's only a, is Larry a great guy, he yeah. really produces great beers. Yeah. And and, and, that, and that's also why I look forward to working with them this year. Everyone thinks about like Boris and the IPAs, Goodbye. but well, so when you think about it. Boris, everyone thinks about Boris with them because nearly every competition I feel like these days, it's like, oh wow. Spider Bite won again with Boris because they've won so many competitions with but that. But they beer. make he makes badass um, English beers. He's got a Queen Melba, which is a um, an Imperial that Brown Ale. Really which is he's phenomenal. got a brown. He's got the brown and he's got the Imperial version of that yeah. brown. He's got the Melba and the Queen Melba. Right. And he's got I like uh, that. I like just the straight up Melba. Like that is a and, and Melba's really... an LIBME member. Melissa, she's been oh, she's, she's been involved with us for yeah, years. Yeah, we know so Melissa. Yeah. yeah. No, but that that Melville Brown, that's a big. I'm a big fan of that. Brady McBreadface, Dark Mild. Brady McRyeface, same thing, but with rye. Um, and they have a, a slew of IPAs, different rye IPAs, yeah. Yeah. small you, IPAs, big IPAs. Black Toes, which is a, a black lactose IPA. I have not had that one. It's it's Black Toes. It's literally Adam Sandler's fucking foot. 
from uh, <laughs> bi- from what is that, Big Daddy? I oh, that's guess. Great. Yeah, it's it, 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 yeah. my favorite Mr. part. Mr. Deeds, that's it. Uh, yeah, Mr. Deeds. That you're right. That's the one. My favorite part. I, I'm a Mug Club member at Spider Bite. My son's daycare used to be nearby, so I would go and stop by before I picked my son up. It sounds terrible. Come up, come get me CPS. Um, <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> um, so I would go in, and he his favorite thing. Like I love talking to him. He go, I got a new name for a beer. And he starts with the name and then ends up with the beer. Like 90% of the time, that's how I feel like it works. So we have to get a bottle to talk about it. And I'm the type that doesn't really save any empty cans, empty bottles, anything like that. But one empty can that I still have sticking around is that good old Miami Vice beer that they made. (laughs) Oh, yeah, with with him and Steve? Yeah, (laughs) that was a good one. Yeah, that was was a... um, I don't remember exactly what it was, exactly what style it was, but it was like you know the straight up Miami Vice logo. And Spider Vice was the name of the beer. Yeah, it was so yes, well done. It was a one. great beer, and the 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 can work. It's the artwork on the can was wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be really good. Um, that one, and I think the that one was great. I think Brady McRye face was probably one of the last ones that I ran there for. So that I was like, good. like, dude, this is oh, good. I bought cans last night. I bought cans All Hallows Eve. Oh, nice. oh, they have that great pumpkin. Yeah, that's phenomenal, and, that and really yeah, that's a phenomenal one. So um, I can't wait for that, but I also think there may be more to come from the least Belgian, Belgian, and mustache. We'll see. Um, but uh, you know, if we're, when, if, if we're there, if we rebrew that, or if we do anything else with that, we'll let you know. Well, even if they don't rebrew it, I hope that you guys rebrew it. Like I, we're doing I think it. it's worth that you guys redo it yourselves. You know, and make an extra, make some more of it because that's something that I would love to to experience again. That's what I do. Asked. I do want more of it. <laughs> I am. You guys have to understand that solely my whole purpose of this was to get more beer into my face. <laughs> and the fact that you guys are brewing more beer makes it even easier for me to get more beer in you my face. You just got to hope to contain us. We just keep going. Oh, yeah. There you go. My, uh, um, I know that we, Mark and I are rebrewing the, uh, this version of the Least Belgian Belgian. We're going to brew this on, our, on the home system Seems for the like upcoming. Seems being left out of this one. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're definitely leaving him out. Cutting him right out. And then uh, we're going to be doing that on the home brew scale for the upcoming competition season. And we're going to be making tweaks to the Doppelbot, Pale Doppelbot. Because that was a pretty decent beer when it came to competition. But there were yeah. a lot of themes that we got back. Okay. Um, that I, kind of translated right into this that we're going to change. And hopefully both of those will meddle in NHC oh. next year. Well, there you go. And, Greg, I hope you send out You Enjoy Myself to a couple of competitions because I think this is worthwhile. Oh, it's going gonna, gonna to get, get a red ribbon at LIBME. Yeah. Why red? Because I don't know. I might have a beer in that category. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I hope, Why red? <laughs> well, I hope nice. you send this out to other competitions that aren't rigged against you. Um <laughs> <laughs> because I think this really deserves quite a lot of medals, man. Thank yeah, you. I believe those were my last two bottles, so um, well, I have to do it again at some point. You've got, a, I think you've got a great base with it, and you said you just changed the one thing. So, man, just keep going with that. Just keep changing one thing and just see what you get because you're starting with a great base to begin with. So. Absolutely. Thank um, you. This has been really enjoyable. and We haven't recorded in a couple weeks, like really sat down and recorded. Like We went to Andrew's house, but it's not the same as sitting down yeah. and doing it. And man, I what he's trying this. to say is that you enjoy myself. Yes. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Cheers. All right. Well, we miss you, Mark. Cheers. Who's Mark? Cheers. <laughs> if you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers. <laughs>